0: Hey guys, Evan from Gym Aware. we're really happy to be supporting Coach Domain's podcast series once again. For those that don't know, our main product is Gym Aware. it's the gold standard for measuring performance and implementing velocity based training in the weight room. It excels in busy team training environments and for many coaches it's the Swiss Army knife of their toolkit. The Gym Aware is used for athlete profiling, jump testing, fatigue monitoring and for lifting within velocity zones. The system provides real-time feedback on individual targets, plus it's got an impressive range of leaderboards. Now, for those that are after a VBT device that's affordable, for the individual and for smaller groups, we recently released our new laser-based product, Flex. Importantly, it's been independently validated and proven to be both accurate and reliable. So if you're interested in either product, or you want to learn more about the velocity-based training and how it can help you as a coach, Check out our website or contact us directly. So in the meantime, we trust you enjoy the Coach Delayans podcast, Outside the Rack.
1: The world of strength and conditioning is filled with some fantastic practitioners that are always searching for more. But more what? What are strength and conditioning coaches searching for to better their ability to prepare their athletes? Well, what about cutting edge information? or a place where you can find different opinions from forward-thinking coaches on what you're doing, how you're doing, and try to get feedback to be better for your athletes? Or what about a place where you'll find like-minded coaches that can provide solid coaching advice and career development for you as you progress through your career as a strength and conditioning professional? Well, this is exactly why we built the Strength Coach Network. You'll have access to exclusive monthly content on top of the sensationally active forum that we have, where you can communicate with coaches all over the world to find those answers that you're looking for to help you be a better practitioner for your athletes. So make sure you hop on over to strengthcoachnetwork.com slash CVASPS, that's strengthcoachnetwork.com slash C-V-A-S-P-S, and get your 48-hour trial for only a dollar. I look forward to seeing you in the Strength Coach Network. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the 67th episode of Outside the Rack brought to you by Kinetic Performance, the makers of GymAware. This show, we're just going to try to dive a little deeper into the minds of the top practitioners in the world of sport performance to learn a little bit more about who they actually are and how they got to where they are today. Today, we are joined by the Denver Nuggets Assistant Strength and conditioning Coach, Klaus Sosa. Klaus, man, thanks for being with us,
2: brother. How you doing? Hey, man, I'm great. That's a pleasure, as always. I love these things, so we get to chat and Hopefully, share with other people. So,
1: dude, I'm fired up to see. You. I'm super happy that things are good. Like the, you know, the last time we talked, there was a secret going around that like I, people couldn't know. But it's like I'm just all so fired up that you guys are doing great and that things are good, man. And, you know, selfishly, like I mean, we we're just talking a little bit about you know, kind of worried about how fast they are starting the season. But selfishly. I'm really fired up to get to watch your kids play ball again, man, because that team was – oh, they're so fun to watch. But, you know, before we Boys, get too
2: far into this – They're awesome. Yeah, man.
1: Before we get too far into this, though, who is Klaus?
2: Man, it's the, uh, that's a great question because people are like, oh, like assistant strength coach for the Nuggets, you know, women's basketball at Auburn before prior to that and whatever. But – you know I'm just I was just I'm just a kid that you know grew up in Brazil born and raised and um, you know I had a dream to work with sports and um, I didn't know I didn't know what in what capacity what level so I ended up just you know finding strength and conditioning and then one thing led to the next one and the next job and the next job and now I look back at my dream of one day working with sports. I get to work in the NBA to me. It's like mind blown, you know, um, and very fortunate and blessed, you know, for the people that I have in my life and where I'm at in my life and, you know, the things I get to see on a daily basis, I'm just fortunate, very fortunate. So that's who I am. <laughs> I'm a thankful human, uh, for the life that I have and the friends that I have and the family that I have. So.
1: That's awesome, man. Yeah. And I, I... I think a thankful human would probably be how I would describe Klaus, like through our conversations and everything. just a a happy, humble dude who's always fun to talk to, you know. Hopefully,
2: hopefully. People say I I, I give like a cocky vibe at first when we first meet, but uh, everybody was like, oh, yeah, and I don't know why. Like I heard that the Past and then you know good friends of mine. It's like yeah, first time I, I met you, I thought you were an asshole, and I'm like, I'm like oh wow, wow. <laughs> Maybe it's, I don't know because I'm a bigger dude or whatever. But i
1: you, talking about outside the rack. That's I never, never, no, no. Uh, I don't know, man.
2: I, that. But- I also think I had a little bit of rebellious mind when I was younger. So Yeah, yeah we all were, we're like, like
1: that a little. I'll tell you, I mean, like, I've been called a lot worse than that. If people were to say, "Who are the of the two people on this call, who would have one, been the one that people would have referred to that? I would have been like, this guy right here. <laughs> so it would have been, never would it have been, been you, Klaus. Now, the first question, I think I know the answer to, but I love this, I love hearing these. So I'm excited to hear if it, if I'm right or if you've got a better one. Okay. I would love to hear a learning situation that brought about an epiphany in your
2: career. You, you know, it's crazy. I, I feel like I have them daily and if not daily, at least weekly. Um, there's so many things that, you know, I, I look at from a learning standpoint and I love to learn in unconventional ways. Um, but the story I'm going to share was when I almost quit strength and conditioning and I I thought I just wasn't a good coach um, and I was very hard on myself because of that. And I, I thought it was almost like years of, you know, internship, GA school, all this stuff, uh, early uh, part-time strength and conditioning position. I thought all that was in vain, right? I, I felt like, I had basically thrown years of effort down the trash. And that was, uh, I took a job for a, um, with women's basketball at a, at a power five school. And um, I thought I was going to knock that job out of the park. Like Jay, I, I, I thought I would walk in that thing and be like, Dude, this is this is this is cake. Uh with the experience that I have so far with the knowledge, whatever that means, um it's going to be awesome. And I I I had a rude awakening cuz <laughs> uh things did not go as planned, you know, from from the buy-in of the players to uh the staff was great and supported, but you know, uh, I always felt head coach did not appreciate what I was doing. Um, I wasn't sure if the coach was really like happy with me, and that just just sent me down a spiral. And um, it, it took a lot of soul searching to try to figure out, you know, how to get out of that. and uh, I was waking up and going to bed thinking about how to make the job better, because I was like, I, maybe I, did, I need a different job. That was the first reaction, right? I need to get out of here. But I'm like, wait a minute, it's a good job. What's your problem? Well, your athletes don't buy into training. Is it my problem is it their problem? And then I, I start going in all these questions, and I wasn't sure. I'm like, what, what am I? What do I need to do? Um, and it was funny, and I told you the story I think before, you know, martial arts background, um, I did uh, judo and Brazilian jiu-jitsu growing up in, in Brazil. And then on my way to work, I used to drive by this jiu-jitsu gym, you know? And on my way back from work, I used to see the gym. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna stop by and see if I can grapple again. And this was in the middle of this professional crisis I was having, where I wasn't sure if what I was doing was, was right. And then uh, I start rolling again. That's a term for when you practice Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And then I realized that to every situation, there's an answer. To every Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu move, there's a counter move, right? To every attack, there is a defense. And to every defense move, you can set yourself for an attack. And Sometimes you're in the bottom, pin, squished, feeling the whole world is on top of you. And sometimes you're on top thinking you're on top of the world. And um, grappling made me realize that as a coach, as a strength and conditioning coach, uh, to every issue in the weight room with the buy-in of the players or the conflicts with your coaching staff or with the administration, there's always an answer. And not that you know it all, but there's a solution and a strategy and a way to look at things. And um, that's, that was my biggest, I think, learning epiphany was realizing that in within martial arts, I had answers of how to become a better coach. And everything really clicked when I realized that my athletes don't care about my love for strength and conditioning. They do care about my love for them. And what do I care for them? Um, The moment I put that in front of the knowledge and the training application, that's when they really bought in into whatever we were doing. So, it, it was a way to look at the situation, not necessarily change much of what I was doing practically from a strength and conditioning standpoint, but it was more on how I was delivering that and communicating that with my athletes. And I think martial arts taught me that lesson. So, there you go.
1: I had the wrong story. I was guessing the warm up.
2: But, oh, yeah.
1: I'll tell you what, man. It's really like, this is the thing. If I wasn't so old and beat up, I would really wanna get into that because I think that the big thing at the end of all of it, when people talk about martial arts and getting into those events, is how powerful understanding that the yin and the yang are true. And that no matter what, in anything in, in the world, there's a counteractive force of some form that can solve the problem, or make things una, un, unattainable. Mm-hmm. And it's just finding that and then being in those situations where people talk about that borderline meditative state, because you're so dialed in. There's so much power to that. And I really, if that's one thing, if I could go back and, and do over, I would have wanted to do sooner.
2: Jay, don't don't be discouraged about age. Just go try it out. I'm I'm dead serious, man. Like I'm old. no, 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 I'm old. no, 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 you're not. You're not. Like, there's people, you know, that I, they probably even didn't belong there, but they're there. And that's what make them special. And I feel, um, even if it's once a week, like, just give it a shot. it's 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 addicting it's invigorating it's just one of those things where i mean like i said it changed my life um and, and this is coming from someone that had a background in this and it's funny how a certain moment in life where i hadn't done it for so long it it became almost like a this is gonna sound cheesy but it was a savior it was a savior to my psychology it was a savior into my practices into strength and conditioning it was a a, it it became a rock it became something that gave me uh direction and purpose so i dig it man i love it i love it brother
1: but you're also a guy that digs man you know i mean a guy who had a dream to work in sports but has been hunting his way shoot man flipped hemispheres to come up and and try to to, try to live your dream yeah. So, a guy to do that, you got to ask some questions. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. if if Klaus could ask one question and he knows he would get the answer, what would that question be and why?
2: That is such a good question um, because I, I love the name of, of the show, you know, outside of the rack. And I, I'm not going to go strength and conditioning on you. I just... If I could... A- ask one question that would be why people act um violently or selfishly in certain ways because i i feel like a lot of the problems in the world today it comes down to single actions of people and i really don't understand you know um why it, and that's not getting to become political or whatnot, but, you know, what drives people from, you know, um, committing violence acts or what what makes people do that? And, and I feel like if we had an answer to that, and I guess the, your question is like, what question would you ask if you know you would get an answer, the right answer, I feel like then we can maybe possibly fix it. And and that's really what I, I like to talk about with this topic. It's just like, why people do what they do, man? Because some of the stuff in the world right now, the world is a beautiful place, but it's also very nasty. And, you know, I, I just wonder how can we as, as citizens and society and, you know, as people, as humans, how can we be a little bit better and make sure our actions are not, you know, catapulting some other effects down the road or selfish reasons and and how can we help a little bit more to not be so violent to not be so selfish so
1: i'm with you man you know i think for some reason you know all of a sudden empathy has become cool and it's like i didn't know that like not being a jerk was ever like a bad thing you know, <laughs> exactly. again, again, like I, I've been called worse than a jerk probably today by a lot of people, but I don't understand like when all of a sudden, like it became like this novel thing to like, just not be a jerk. And yeah, I'm with you. But
2: let me ask, let me ask you this though. Did I uh, probably called you in their heads or even to your face or behind your back? Did they call you a jerk because maybe you told them your truth? It, which, which by all means, I'm all about having hard conversations. You can ask Candice, we talk about like hard stuff all the time. Candace is my beautiful girlfriend. Um, but it, people get so sentimental and, and, and sensitive, uh, to when you speak your truth, cause they feel attacked and, and to a fault. Maybe you're not an asshole. Maybe you just told them a hard truth that they did not want to hear from someone else because that was one of their insecurities. Uh, so, it, is it really you being a jerk, or the fact that people sometimes cannot handle the truth? You know, and and, and I feel like our sure. field, our field is very much, um, our field is very much guarded with that because I have friends that I love. But if I tell them something about training or criticize whatever they're doing, I feel like we wouldn't be friends anymore. But, but why, why is that a problem? If you like chicken, I like steak, that doesn't mean that we can't be friends because you don't like steak and I don't like chicken. Like in, if you're a vegan or you're not a vegan, like whatever. Like, and that's the part where I'm like, oh, he's a jerk. He's a, he's a vegan. <laughs> Why is he a jerk? Because he's a vegan. Like, those are two separate things, you know? But it's because no. not being a vegan is against whatever your beliefs are. And then when your beliefs are attacked, now you think everybody doesn't believe like you believe, then they're a jerk. I'm like, well, wait a minute. No, it's just a different set of ideas.
1: Well, I think that a lot of people right now have become wired to the point where and you know maybe this has something to do with it that was my phone for those of you listening and didn't see but like there's not a lot of conversations where people are just like i think this well i think that okay why okay why do you think that okay like i don't understand why everything has to be so like you're either In sport, I understand you're either with us or against us. Yeah. (laughs) Outside of sport, I don't understand how there are so many things where you're either with us or against us. Yep. And to be honest, there's part of me that's kind of happy that I don't understand that. Facts. Because, like, if I did, now, if we did understand it, then maybe we could help be part of the solution. But the fact that I don't understand it at least tells me, hopefully, or tricks me to think that I'm still open to listen to what people have to say and I'm willing to, to change maybe things that I do because maybe there is a better way.
2: And uh, this is so profound and, 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 and uh, insightful what you just said because and, and hopefully this will tie it together appropriately but uh, my story previously when I was talking about you know learning epiphany or whatever um I I was working with women's basketball and uh let's let's picture this me okay foreign from Brazil funny accent funny name Male, super passionate about strength and conditioning, coaching female athletes, way younger, that grew up in a completely different region of the world, under a completely different set of beliefs, and education foundations almost two very, very differently. I try to live my life in a where my healthy habits, I think they're appropriate. You know, eight hours of sleep and and eat healthy whole foods, the whole deal. And then meanwhile, I have some of my athletes that I work with then that, you know, thought that fast food for breakfast is okay. Complete polar opposites. Okay. I'm a coach. They're players. So different. So different. Yet when I really try to impose my idea of what it is to be right on them, big clash. But when I lower my level and I learn from them or I coach with them versus coaching them, I became so much better as a professional because I learn from what they do right or wrong i learn about these humans who they are and and to me it's not that i'm against what they do but i'm learning why they do certain things and and that can only help me selfishly as a human and as a coach and i know and i don't want to toot my own horn I know they at some point learned something from myself as well, and, and and I think that ties the first and the second question, where you know like, why do people do things that way? Let's learn, and then hopefully with that we can get better together. And I think that that was kind of what I was trying to get at.
1: Perfect. <laughs> oh, that's. It is though, it's so much, there's so much to that, man. And there's so much to to your voyage and, and to what you've been going through and your willingness to share it. And the fact that you're finding learning situations and situations that shouldn't be learning situations or wouldn't be learning situations for other people in order to be better for the people that you care about. And that's what it really boils down to.
2: It- And you're on, you're so spot on because it's in those situations, you learn how to love your athletes and your people for who they are versus you trying to change them. And when you try to change them, you're trying to put your beliefs, your personal beliefs on them. And that expectation is, is, is not applicable and not attainable in my opinion. And that's when things, things get messy. And then that's when people start, you know, becoming frustrated. You know, I don't expect much from people. I expect respect, I expect hard work and all that stuff, but there's so much gray area in between that, that, you know, uh, it's just being okay to understand why a person behaves the way they behave. That's just really the, the key for you. We're working with people, that's what coaching is. So why don't you understand why do you think fast food is okay for breakfast? No doubt, man. No doubt. But
1: listen, man, as a guy who's always trying to find another way, as a guy who's always trying to be better, and someone who, again, like you said earlier, flip hemispheres to to keep pursuing his dream. At some point, even if you guys get like I don't know, like a day and a half in the off season, Klaus needs to come back to neutral. Yeah. So, what's your escape, buddy?
2: It's funny. I'm gonna now tie the the all the questions kind of together, but it goes back to jujitsu. You know, if if I can if I can work on jujitsu, if I can watch jujitsu videos, or if I can practice jujitsu, I'm fine. That's usually my my reset button. Um, And of course, you know, being with family is tough because. You know, a lot of my family's in Germany or in Brazil. But every time I I can be with them, uh, I mean, I really take a lot of advantage of that because you never know when the next one is going to be, especially now with the world the way it is. You know, traveling is not an option. Uh, But, you know, just very simple. is jujitsu, my girlfriend, and then just being able to, like, do whatever I want. I just love... You know, eating a good steak. <laughs> you know, and and uh, if I can cook it myself, even better. And uh, I just have so much pleasure in that. So, a good a good cup of coffee. You know, that I pressed it myself. Um, to me, is just those. Those are the, is, they. Yeah, it sound bougie. Eating a steak or or. Or your own coffee, but I I just like the process of things. You know, I, I like I like the process of preparing the meat. I like the process of how am I going to cook this? You know, slow and steady, or like hard and fast. Um, uh, and, and I like reading about that. I like understanding why those things happen. You know, um, so if uh, my reset lies into my relationships, coffee, steak, and Brazilian (laughs) jiu-jitsu.
1: That's awesome.
2: I love that, man.
1: I think that's, that's great. And I think that as always, Klaus, great conversations. Great, great to catch up. Great to see you. So happy you're doing well, man. And uh, always take something away from these things, buddy. And I I truly appreciate your time, man. Thanks Um, so much.
2: Super lucky to be here and, you know, blessed to just share a little bit. And then our conversations are great. So well, I appreciate you, brother. Cheers, yeah. man. We'll be Thank in touch you. real Thank soon. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, man. Cheers. All right. All the best.